All right, welcome back to Inside Flicks. This is our weekly discussion podcast where we talk about movies and television. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Orphan's First Kill and also Glorious, two movies that came out this past week that we got a chance to see. Well, some of us got a chance to see. One person left uh, the screening of Glorious. <laughs> yeah, I'll, dis- I'll discuss. But anyway, my name is Mike, and I'm like always, I'm here with my two brothers, uh, Richard and Raymond. And what we do on this podcast was, is that we talk about movies and television and stuff that we uh, have read, stuff that we have seen, all kind of dealing with the world of, of movies and TV. Uh, let's get into Orphan the First, First Kill. This is a prequel to the cult hit Orphan. So this stars Isabel Furman and Julia Stiles. Uh, this is, like I said, this is a prequel. So Isabel Furman, who was in the original, <laughs> can you stop eating for a minute? <laughs> so uh, Isabel Furman, who was in the original Orphan, as I think she was maybe 12 years old or 10 years old, is back. And if you know the twist of the original film, it kind of makes sense uh, that, 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 that this is a prequel. So let's get into it. What was your thoughts on uh, or- Orphan First Kill? Which I would say was released in, in limited release, but it also was released in Paramount Plus and VOD. Uh, let's start with you, Rich. What was your first thoughts on Orphan First Kill? Just really quickly. Well, I never saw the first film. And uh, you told me that Isabel Furman was the, the girl from the, uh, the rowing film that we saw recently. What was it called? It was called The Novice. The novice okay yeah um she started in that and i thought she did a really good job in that and uh, i thought she was a new star and um but yeah uh, um she's a good actress and but also a new good actress julia styles and this was a great uh comeback role for her and uh, and uh i was surprised to see her out promoting this film even though it was basically straight to video or whatever. Well, this is, you know, she plays a major part in the movie, which I didn't, yeah. didn't realize. I thought she was only going to be playing like the, the, the wife or the mother kind of in the background. She, but she is a prominent uh, character in the film. Uh, yeah. Isabel Furman, you know, I really only saw her in the novice. I didn't see the original, like, like you, Rich, I didn't see the, her in the original orphan movie. Although oh, I thought you did. No, I never did. I just heard about the twist and uh, I heard, I heard about the, what they were going to do with this prequel. That she, she is basically playing, you know, she's now in her 20s and mm-hmm. she is basically playing someone who everyone believes is a 13 year old or 12 year old, maybe even younger. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, in the movie, they have like these stunt uh, doubles, like young, young girls to play the stunt doubles. Uh, what's the character's name? Uh, Esther. Uh, Esther, right? And so, but when they go, when they cut to a close up, it's the actress, Isabel Furman. And it's so freaking weird <laughs> to, yeah. to watch like that. Uh, so I had to watch it. And when I heard that, 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 this, that this is what they're going to do, I just needed to watch if they could pull this kind of thing off. And, and for the most part, they did, I would say. But really, it, uh, it, they did no. in a way that they know that you have to, what's it called? Sp- the suspension of the b- disbelief has to be there. So. They know in a way that there's kind of like a, a contract, a secret contract between the moviegoer and the filmmakers. And they, they're, they're saying to you, we know that she's a 20 year old woman. This, I know this doesn't really necessarily make sense, but let's go with it. And I think if you go with it, eventually, if you go with it, I think you, you'll enjoy the movie a lot more. Raymond, what's your first thoughts? 
Um, yeah, I mean, for for me, I, I, I I'm I'm not even sure st- still to this day if I have I've seen the original Orphan. Mm-hmm. I remember the movie came out when I think I believe I was in middle school, and I remember hearing the twist, but I'm still I'm I still I'm still not even sure if I've seen that movie. But uh, regardless, you know. Uh, I went into this movie, I kind of like you, kind of more out of the curiosity, can this work? You know, can they, you know, make this actress that's, you know, 25 now, you know, look younger than a movie that, look younger than she did in the movie that she made, you know, you know, half her life ago. And um, I don't think they really pulled it off. I never, I never really bought it into it i never bought her as this child but that being said i thought the movie was still effective but that said even though i i never i i was never convinced of her in a role i never bought her as this child i was still entertained by the movie because i don't know i just i it just kind of felt like a kind of a throwback to like um kind of slashers from the 90s and stuff like that and um not just that but it also had this like kind of like soap opera element that um, I don't know. It, it, it made it it made it enjoyable, and I like the script. I like the story. There's there's something that happens in the movie that I didn't see coming, and um, yeah, it, it, it was enjoyable enough. But uh, I never bought her as a character. I agree. I think uh, I have probably a similar experience watching the movie. You know, like the first half of this film is ridiculously stupid. And a lot oh, of yeah. a lot of it is because you don't really buy Isabel Furman as this young girl, but <laughs> then then something happens in the movie where there's some it, it becomes like uh it becomes like this '90s horror throwback. And now what I mean by that it's like a late night cable horror where the plot is really thin, paper thin, mm-hmm. but the twists or the twists many twists in the movie are cle- I guess I would say it's clever enough to keep me very entertained and. It was a nice surprise. I mean, if you, it really felt like kind of this weird VHS type of horror movie. And I like the fact that the filmmakers went with it. They just went with it. And, uh, you know, and I, I do like Isabel Furman's uh, performance in the movie. Although, yeah, you don't truly 100% buy her as a young girl or, you know, an older woman pretending to be a young girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and it is ridiculous. I mean, it's it's funny. It's like, you know, watching her in these close-ups that you could clearly tell that she's on her, on her knees or somehow, you know, there's some kind of device or maybe the other actors are are on stilts or, or, you know, high platform shoes or something. You have to kind of like, let it go a little bit. You just have to let it go. To me, it's like watching a Chucky movie. I mean, it's like, uh, (laughs) um, you just gotta spend your, you know, Suspend your disbelief. Disbelief. Yeah, uh, I do like the twist, and I do like, I like the family involved in this film. Uh, uh, Rus- Sutherland, uh, Kiefer Sutherland's brother. I thought he did a good performance too. He's the one who yeah. plays the, the father in the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you? Let me ask you this: Did you get like a Titan, Titana, Titan <laughs> vibes with the movie? Yes, that, yes. the French movie. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. It's not as good, but yeah, but absolutely, it's kind of like the soap opery version of that movie. The, yeah. the Titan or Titana or whatever how you pronounce it, which is the mm-hmm. French bizarro horror movie that came out last year, has this kind of subplot where there's a protagonist. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a French, you know, there's a a woman protagonist who has to pretend to be someone 
who who she isn't, and she mm-hmm. kind of develops a, a relationship with with the, the father figure or this father character. And a lot of it's like in this movie, but I think Titan is like a much better film. <laughs> oh, definitely, and, and, and a much kind of like just just a wacko film where Orphan First Kill just feels like like I, like I was saying, just a throwback to like really crazy '90s horror movies. You know, yeah, like, the, the script is not that great at no, all, I mean, it's just, it's, and the direction is not that great. I mean, yeah, the, the, um, yeah, I don't want to give the uh, the false impression that this is a terrific horror movie. It's no. it's just a nice surprise that they could pull off this kind of interesting movie with you know with I'm I'm sure this was like a limited budget film mm-hmm. and you got you know like like uh, like all the performances are very good so it, it was and it's not of, very it's not very scary at all yeah and, and at one point in the film it's it's a uh, laugh out loud moment <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, which. Um, yeah, I was laughing through a whole, the whole way through the whole movie. You know, <laughs> I was cracking up. So yeah. in that sense, I was like having a good time. Yeah, which which uh, I, well, like I said, it was, felt like a Chucky movie. Like right, you know, right, like, yeah. right. So it's not like uh, malignant. Um, it it doesn't, right. doesn't have that kind of a twist it, at the end. Yeah, it like, doesn't. Like, it doesn't have the splatter horror element, which no. uh, maybe it couldn't. It couldn't need it. Maybe they could have gone there if they wanted to, but it you know. It does feel like an old school new line thriller, you know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was, I was, like I said, it was a nice surprise and it was like kind of a welcome, welcome, uh, uh, change or a welcome surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let, let, let me quickly just, just give you a recommendation. If you kind of like Isabel Furman's, uh, performance in this movie, check out the novice. This is a kind of a film that came out last year at the end of last year. It was a lot of buzz about her performance as actually maybe winning some uh, uh, awards, but uh, unfortunately it went under the radar. A lot of critics was pushing that as like one of the better films of last year. Uh, I think it's a strong movie. I think it, it is a, a really a better showcase of Isabel Furman's performance or, or her acting ability where she plays a, uh, uh, someone, a college freshman who joins a universal or university uh, row, rowing team and she comes really obsessed with the with the sport and wants to make top varsity. You know, she wants to make the varsity varsity. She wants to make the varsity team, and it's really kind of reminds me of Social Network, but also well, a the, sports the, movie type of the direction and the look. Yeah, of it, yeah. look the look of it is very much inspired by David Fincher, but it's also kind of like uh, it has this sports element. It's kind of like Whiplash in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who's very obsessed of being the best. It's a like I said, it's a great performance by Isabel Furman, and I think that that's the better film that showcases her true talent. Uh, because that's a, the only thing I really saw her in, other than this orphan <laughs> first orphan first kill now. But uh, yeah, I was really impressed by her performance in the novice. So uh, anyone who want anyone who's interested in Isabel Furman's and what she has been what she's been doing since the first orphan film, check out the novice. It's a good movie. Uh, is, is there anything you want to add about uh, about uh, Orphan First Kill? No, it's a surprisingly effective little uh, campy horror film. Um, mostly because of a, a solid screenplay. That's about it. Okay. And good performances. Okay. Well, let's get into Glorious. <laughs> this is a cosmic horror, low-budget movie uh, that stars Ryan Quantin? How do you say that? Quantin? So this is like a low budget cosmic horror film that's uh, premiered on Shutter, 
Uh, it stars Ryan Quantin from True Blood uh, and also the voice of J.K. Simmons. It's a, it's a basically a movie about this uh, guy who just he's just got out of a breakup. He's driving across country and he ends up in a. It's a, about a broken hearted man. Sure. Yeah, it's about a broken hearted man. He's driving across country. He ends up in this rest stop, goes into the bathroom and he finds this kind of uh, demon like creature in the next bathroom stall glorious you know there's a kind of a joke here about glory holes and shit like that it's trying to be very funny i didn't i didn't like this movie at all i think that i think everyone in the in the all the filmmakers behind it i think they think they made a clever film it's not really that clever i was really disappointed Hell. i was really disappointed uh, at one time rich actually walked out of the movie uh he said i'm i'm done with this movie this <laughs> so I, Rich, how far did you get? Like maybe the first twenty minutes. As soon as the um, right when the the uh, you got to um, J.K. Simmons, right? Oh yeah. Okay. I went all the way to like where the 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 um the the uh the security guy came in or whatever. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The black man. Oh, you made it. You made it far. Yeah, I went way too far. <laughs> I should I should I should have ducked out. Well, I. I pretty much got on my phone uh, like <laughs> after 20 minutes and I, I, I pretty much said, fuck this piece of shit uh, <laughs> after 20 minutes. in. what was it? What was it that made you so angry about the movie? Is it just because it, they, it's just too jokey? It didn't make any sense or it just, it was too the dumb. Script, just, the horrible, it's not really uh, a movie. The horrible um, um, lines mm -hmm. the, the, for humor. Mm-hmm. Um, dialogue yeah yeah um and uh i just saw it, 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 it's very very generic to me it's very um well it's definitely a, it's definitely a pandemic movie meaning that there's yeah. only one person in one location this was shot during the pandemic uh uh you know look if this was made for like forty thousand dollars which i think i i may have heard i think that's pretty impressive but um if it was made for more I, I I I wouldn't be that that I don't no. think that you know I, I don't know I mean I it's pretty impressive that this is kind of a if if it is a low budget movie and what I mean by that like lower than less than a hundred thousand I think you could say it's a pretty impressive movie but the script is horrible I mean I wouldn't say the script is horrible but just it's just boring I just found myself very bored by the book. It's, here's the problem with the movie. This is literally like a short film stretched to feature length. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and um, and the thing is, like, I think even a short film might even be a little too long for this movie. Could I, I could see a short film of this, like, 15 minutes already feeling, you know, a little long, you know, right? already stretching its premise. Yeah. This is something that I think would work really well in, like, two or three minutes. And they stretched it to, uh, like, including including credits, you know, 79 minutes. This is ridiculously long for such a thin premise. And they just stretch it and stretch it. And the like, I mean, like you guys were mentioning, the dialogue is horrible. The movie's never funny. I never laughed once while watching this entire thing. Mm -hmm. And well, uh, the characters are all pretty unlike. I never cared if our lead, I never, I would have never cared if he died or lived. Like mm -hmm. it, it was, I didn't. I didn't care about anybody in this movie. Well, let me say. Let me say this. I think Ryan Quantin was so so surpri surprisingly good in it. I think I, I like. I liked his acting. I mean, he's on. He's on the screen for the entire movie. 
And it's basically him and the voice of J.K. Simmons. And I'm assuming J.K. Simmons was recorded afterwards or... Oh, of course. Uh, certainly he was not on the set at the, at the time of, uh, no. of shooting this film. And so Ryan, uh, Ryan Quantin is actually pretty decent. But every time there's an other actor who comes in, like Richard mentioned, this uh, uh, black, uh, this black uh, uh, security, guard. security guard who walks in, and he is a terrible actor. I mean, our, 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 I'm sad to say that he, he does a terrible job. So it just st- stands out more when you get it, it. So like Ryan Quantin's character has a girlfriend and then she appears in flashbacks. Another one who doesn't feel like a great actress or it, it just feels very... Uh, awkward when they're acting together in these flashback scenes. I mean, it, it, so I would say Ryan Quantin is a, he does a great job. And I think J.K. Simmons does a great job for his voice work. And they, and, and I like that, di- you know, you, speaking of the screenplay, I do like their dialogue together. But it, the, there's I, nothing, I didn't. But the worst part of it is just there's nothing really in the script to, you know, there's nothing that much that the movie says about anything. It's kind of almost like this one note joke and it's not that very clever. And I think the, the screenplay thinks it's clever. or I think the filmmaker thinks it's clever or thinks this is funny or I think it's they're doing something uh, original and it, it doesn't come off that way. Well, I'll say it is original, I think. Well, I mean, it's a, like it's a great concept. I think they could have done something with that concept. You know, a guy stuck in a bathroom with this demon need- on, the side, on the side there. But you need to be able to do more with it. Like right. they don't, I don't know. Like uh, for for some reason, uh, while thinking of this movie, I think of um, of uh, of of the Seth Rogen movie. Uh, this is the end. Mm. Mostly because that movie started off as a as a, a short film that he made with uh, Jay Baruchel. Okay, yeah. And it yeah. was a very it was a very like thin a very thin short film. I think it was like five or six minutes of him and uh, his friend basically locked in their house and. It, it, it was it was empty you know what i mean and they when they made that a feature length film they just they added so many aspects to it and layers and scenarios and this didn't you know what i mean like this just felt like they took the this like quick tr- premise that was maybe would have served perfect perfect in six minutes and then just stretched it to feature length and i don't i don't know mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a failure it's a failure yeah i i, I, I what but, but look well while the movie is a failure it's a failure, and it's and it's it was the way this movie was conceived. It was always going to fail. Yeah, this movie was always going to fail because like there there was ne- it was the the idea of it was already way too thin to begin with. But yeah. that being said, if you judge the movie, the thin movie, the thin premise, the 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 f premise, you know, the f concept that they had, mm-hmm. I do think it's well executed. I think it's a well made yeah. movie because this is a this is a first first feature i think it's well made yeah you're right not all of the acting is great and if you actually look online uh ryan Quant- quentin whatever uh the true blood actor he's the only um him and jk simmons are the only you know real actors in this the rest of the guys are this is like their first movie yeah so so i, th- I, th- I think it, i think it's impressively made i think it's well done it's just lazy if that makes any sense i i agree i think i think some of the production designs are very good i think the the you know special effects there was little you know just a little bit of special effects here i think those are done pretty well the lighting like the cinematography is pretty done well i mean because you gotta think this this is a kind of a low really low budget movie 
and all that's done pretty well. I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think just ultimately the premise is just very thin. And it's unfortunate because I was really in the mood to watch some a good cosmic horror. Because like you would think of the kind of the recent cosmic horror, like say Mandy or or Color Out of Space. Those were kind of cool or movies. Psycho Gorman or Psycho Gorman. These are cool movies. And this and so they're kind of riding the wave of these kind of great cosmic horror. And this didn't really pull it off for me. And and I was really disappointed. And it's it's very odd because the critics out there have been like. Touting yes. this as like a like a, one of the great horror comedies of of recent years, and I go. That's what, what really that's what really pissed me off because when I, when I got on my phone, that's the first thing I went to go check Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes, and and it's such bullshit. It's I bullshit mean. because like look the in the filmmaker here, uh, the, the, the this I believe this is her first feature film. Rebecca McKendry, mm-hmm. she's from Fangoria, and oh she, there you go. and she also works on Bloomhouse. And she has oh. a po- and she has a podcast, so she I'm sure she knows a lot of these film critics, or she, I'm sure she's friends with a lot of these these inner circle of of uh, horror guys, horror pundits, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I don't know. The end of this movie really pissed me off because <laughs> really, wow. <laughs> well, because it, 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 I thought first I thought there's something wrong with this character, this Ryan Quantin's character. Mm-hmm. I go, are they going to really make this like a unlikable guy? And then at the middle of the movie, it becomes like, oh, this is just like a metaphor of a being being a breakup. This is how what he feels breaking up with a girlfriend, and that he like the world's ending. So this is kind of like a metaphor. Then, and then something happens in the end where they go, no, no, he's an unlikable guy. And I go, I, you know, I don't know. It, I didn't, it, like I said, the movie didn't really work for me. So he's unlikable, but I, I, at the same time, I didn't hate him. If that makes any sense. Yeah, and I think that's really just says something about. Uh, Ryan Quantin's work as a as the actor. He he's an unlikable character, but I mean, you don't hate him, I guess. I guess uh, I don't know. I I didn't care if he lived or died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think ultimately that's the the problem with it. I mean, I think you don't really care about this character at all, and it it, it like I said, this is a uh, it's a missed opportunity to make it really. I mean, because you got really like just from the look of the movie, you got like really great talent there. There's great special effects. There's kind of great cinematography. You got really two strong actors in your lead, Ryan Quantin and J.K. Simmons, who I think his voice work was excellent, but the screenplay was lacking, or maybe the just what, what it, there's nothing that the filmmakers was trying to say other than maybe you know guys are assholes and maybe they deserve what they get or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> just like I don't know. I, I was I, I was just disappointed. Like I, like I was saying earlier, I was in a I was in a good mood for to to watch a type of horror movie like this, but it, yeah, it, it disappointed me. All right, uh, that was it. Uh, okay, okay. Before we go, let's quickly just talk about some of the television stuff. Uh, we got a chance to see She Hulk the first episode, which was this big hoopla. You know, this is the kind of big kind of uh, this last TV series for Phase. Five? No, four? What what phase is it now in MCU? Yeah, it's four. It's four. We saw the first episode of She Hulk Attorney at Law. And we also saw the first episode of Game of Thrones' prequel series, House of the Dragon. Uh let's get into She Hulk. Uh look, there was a big hoopla about this show. And the trailers were very cringy. I didn't like the trailers. So I came in with very low expectations. The bar was set very low for me. But uh, 
ultimately, when I saw the first episode, and I only saw the first episode, uh, it was okay. It wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Rich, what's your thoughts on the first episode of G-Hulk, Attorney at Law? Yeah, I too um, hated the trailers for it. Um, I thought it was very cringy, but I saw how they were going for a comedic um, sitcom-ish. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they, said, they promoted this as their first MCU comedy. Yeah, and I think they started off right, which is was mostly uh, Mark Ruffalo. So that's the only one character I really like. Mm-hmm. So he was in it plenty. So I liked it for that. I mean, uh, so, so far I'm in. But uh, we'll we'll see how the tr- the traditional show goes because the first episode was okay to me. What's your thoughts on Titiana Maslany as Jessica Walters? Well, I'm not I'm not too familiar with the She-Hulk character. I know she was you know uh, a big character all along the Marvel series for a long time, but I never um, I never knew that she had, she broke the fourth wall or anything like that mm-hmm. in her comic book series by John Byrne. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, Tatiana, I think she's. Uh, She's fine. I think she's she's a great actress. She, they, I mean, you can't deny that because she's already won so many awards on her uh, Orphan Black series. Um, so uh, it's a good pairing um, with this this uh, uh, Marvel series. Uh, it, it's, if it turns out to be good, it'll be because of her. And if it turns out to be bad, I don't think it would be her fault. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. I think she she does a really good job in the first episode, and. Um... I heard that this was not originally the pilot episode. The pilot episode was totally different. It was kind of rewritten in the last minute where they brought in uh, Mark Ruffalo. So all that origin stuff that used to, we saw in the first episode was like a last minute ad- ad- addition to it. Uh, so it makes me think that maybe, because I, I liked all that kind of origin stuff. So it makes me think that once we get into the legal part of the series, that it's going to completely fail and not work. Because we did get a glimpse of the legal stuff in the la- last part of the episode and I didn't necessarily like it. You know, like I, again, I don't want to, I don't want to give you a false impression that I, I love this series. I, I, you know, from just, just judging from this first episode, it's just an okay show. I mean, it just didn't, it, it did better than I expected. There was, yes, there was some cringy stuff in it. There were some like bad kind of comedy takes and, and jokes that I didn't get or I didn't laugh at. But ultimately, I think I like T- uh, Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> Tatiana. Tatiana. I, I, ultimately, I like Tatiana Maslany in this series. And I liked uh, Mark Ruffalo, but it seems like Mark Ruffalo might not show up for the next couple episodes in the series. Might show up later in the end or something, but we'll see. Raymond, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. What's your thoughts on She-Hulk? Um, for me, the show. Well, I, I guess. Well, like I guess, like you guys, I thought that the marketing, the, the trailers for the show were pretty bad. Um, I wasn't expecting much from the series, but um, and also, you know, going into it, the reviews for it were pretty mixed. Uh, there was a lot of negativity towards it, usually from people that are very, you know, glowing on everything. So it was, you know, it came to a big surprise to me that I actually ended up really enjoying it. I enjoyed it a lot more than the rest of the Marvel products that we got in Phase 4 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I definitely liked it a lot more than um, the majority of the Disney Plus shows. But I don't, I, I guess like Mike, I don't know if it's going to sustain it past this first episode. Because this first episode really was kind of like um, a very quick bite-sized origin story. 
And I and I think for Chi Hulk, I didn't need you know a a, a two hour, two hour and twenty minute origin film for her. Mm-hmm. I think I just needed this, and um, I can see the character now pop up and uh, I don't know in Captain Marvel two whatever or whatever or the next Avengers movie, and and um, and I'll know who she is. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't I don't know if I'm necessarily excited for this lawyer series because the one problem I had with the first episode, and I think this is one of the big issues that a lot of the kind of uh, more uh, critical critics on the series have been uh, complaining about is that the show's just not funny. The show really misses the mark when it comes to the comedy. And I can't imagine how much worse it's going to get like once it gets to the lawyer setting. Because the lawyer setting of the first episode, which is kind of like the last 10 minutes, is probably the worst part of the episode. So um, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not thrilled of what, for what's to come, but fingers, I'm excited to see Daredevil. I'm excited to see more Wong, who's becoming a, a, the MVP of the MCU for some reason. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, um, and yeah, uh, I, hope, I hope the show ends up being as enjoyable as the first episode, but I think it's going to go downhill. And I think probably why there's been a lot of uh, criticism from the critics uh, that have seen the series early on is because they've seen the first four episodes. <laughs> yeah. It probably gets worse. That's true. Uh, I did read something about how, about how the producers on the show pitched this idea as a superhero legal drama but once they got into the writing room they found out that their their writers didn't know how to write a legal drama (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i don't know how that's going to work out they kind of admitted that they don't know what they're you know when it comes to the legal stuff they didn't didn't know what to write or how to write that type of courtroom type of stuff Mm -hmm. so i i'm assuming it's going to just get worse and worse and worse but look first episode it was pleasantly surprised and i liked it enough <laughs> not a lot but enough uh, mm-hmm. I, I i i would grade the first episode like a seven and a half out of ten i really enjoyed it a lot more than i was expected okay but we'll see fingers crossed it doesn't okay uh really quick let's give our thoughts me and rich saw the new game of thrones series house of the dragon uh rich what's your thoughts really quick before we go um i thought it was uh directed pretty well um uh, uh, uh uh, I believe it was directed by Miguel Shep- Sheplock or something like that. Or Sapochnik. Sapochnik. I believe it was directed by Miguel Sapochnik, who did, who directed a, a lot of the, the original series. And um, but the uh, the writing is all new writing cast, and I thought it was just okay as writing wise goes. Uh, uh, they they started off um, with the the introduction of the uh, the the families pretty strong, um, but yeah, I'm intrigued. Uh, I really like. Uh, Patty Constantine, Matt Smith, and Reese Ifans, those three always bring in uh, good shows. And the newcomer, the newcomer girl, I forgot her name. Yeah, she, she looks like she's going to be a new star, a big star. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the, the, the writing-wise, if, uh, it feels like it's more interested in the, more, the politics of the Game of Thrones series. Mm-hmm. Uh, visually, stylistically, it's great. You really feel like you're back in Game of Thrones world with the first episode. And that was uh, probably one of the reasons why this was a huge hit. I think it was 9.9 million people who saw the first episode, which yeah. just aired a couple of days ago. So, yeah, I think this is go- This is great for HBO. They need something like this. Uh, this is a franchise that they need to kind of continue with all that kind of streaming wars nonsense that's going on now. Um, I don't know if I'm, I mean, I have to watch a couple more episodes to really understand it, what they're going for here. Because I don't necessarily love all the kind of the politics of Game of Thrones. 
it, 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 unless you bring something really new to it, because all of it is kind of just ego driven and, and, and like, you know, I'm, I'm the one who deserves to be on the throne. You're not and all that. And that mm-hmm. gets kind of boring after, after a while. And to, to kind of start this with that kind of concept and that premise, I, I, I don't know if I care about that. I do love like kind of dragons. <laughs> I do love the supernatural <laughs> element of, of Game of Thrones. So I wish there's kind of more of that. One of the great things I liked about Game of Thrones was the White Walkers. They're only kind of mentioned by passing in, in this in this episode. So if this is going to be just about politics and, and like who deserves to be on the throne again, I think that's that's not something I would want to see. But it's a, an impressive first start. It, it, I would say this. it's not It wasn't a bad episode, and it was a good kind of solid foot footing for the first episode. So yeah, I'll continue to watch it and see see how it goes. And I do like that this beca- this has become already with this first episode an event television thing that people are going to watch every Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, because before be- be- people have been scattered, people have been like watching one series here and one series there and a different series over there. And there's kind of these there all these multiple discussions online about different shows. But with House of Dragons, it seems like it seems like there's a wide base of people talking about at the same time and that's uh that's that's interesting um yeah so that's that's what we've been watching all right so uh thank you for listening to inside flicks uh we'll be back with an episode pretty soon maybe not next week <laughs> i think but uh, we'll be back pretty soon all right bye-bye <laughs>